Well, we've gone three for three for favorite pinball podcasts. And I just want to say thank you to everybody out there who voted for Canada's Pinball Podcast as your favorite pinball podcast. I only got one vote. Brenda got one vote. Bubba didn't vote. The rest of the people that voted for Canada's Pinball Podcast were you, the listener of the show. So thank you to all the guys and gals out there who voted for Canada's Pinball Podcast. And who would have thought at the very beginning of this show that we would make it to 470 plus shows, that we would talk about companies succeeding, companies failing. We would entertain and find ways to make pinball content enjoyable on a weekly basis, sometimes cringeworthy, sometimes enjoyable. But I know through it all, I've always said this, I feel like I have the best pinball fans on the planet. And although it's not always popular to admit you listen to the show, it's not always popular to tune into the train wreck every once in a while, you still come back and you still support the show. And without that support, I don't think I would do this. So it's always nice to know that every week you guys look forward to this show. And I know you get excited when you see a new episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. And that's why I do it. I was just talking to Brenda tonight and she said, "You do you remember, Chris, when you said you were going to call it quits after 100 episodes? 100. I don't even remember how many years ago that was. We've been doing this now for over three years and we're still going. And so I want to talk about the award show I'm going to go down and we're going to, we, we really got some of the greatest information today because Jeff posted how people finished in the voting. We now can see the percentages by which people won and lost. And I don't really feel like there are any losers. They, there really aren't, but it's actually interesting for the first time to see where people fall because some of the categories were super competitive. And I, I want to talk about that. We'll obviously talk about Canada's acceptance video a little bit, and we'll talk about the show itself. So let's just start with the show itself. And I want to say I think Carrie and Emoto and Jeff did an amazing job putting this thing together and creating an atmosphere that felt like watching our favorite award show. And they weren't in the same room at the same time. They used green screen. They used a lot of technology and editing. And so many hours went into it. I know Emoto did so much work to put this show together. And I just want to say we all should be applauding them for the job well done. Now, for those of you out there, when they announced favorite pinball podcast category after my video aired, I know Carrie went on this little Canada rant. Now, I just want to say for the record, he was joking. Now, as I told him... If you don't know he's joking and you don't know we're friends, you don't understand the sarcasm and you can't figure it out. It reminded me a lot of when Christopher Franchi stomped on the trophy last year. It, it was like an inside joke. And if you're not in on the joke, then you actually think it's a sincere thing happening and it almost makes it awkward and cringeworthy. And I think for a lot of my fans, they saw that and they actually got upset. But I'm here to tell you, put down the pitchforks. Carrie was only joking, and I know it looked like he was raining on, on, on my award, but he wasn't. He didn't mean it that way, so let's, let's forgive the man, but as I told him, like when you do comedy, you have to make sure you let the audience in on the joke. It's like when you watch my acceptance video, you know the whole thing is sarcasm and irreverence, so you don't really think that Steve Ritchie loves me or Dwight and 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 John Borg think I'm an amazing guy or, or Joe Balser asked me about Hot Wheels manufacturing right it's it's all irreverent 
So did you enjoy the video? I enjoyed making that video. So I spent a, a lot of time making that video. I had to learn how to use iMovie, and I just really wanted to do one thing. My, my, my creative brief in my head for my acceptance video was very simply, I knew a lot of people were going to do acceptance videos traditionally, and I felt like after everything everyone's going through, after being stuck in this New York City apartment for an entire month, staring at months ahead of us, quarantined and social distanced, all I wanted to do is make people laugh. That's it. I think we need laughter now more than ever. And that is why I made that video the way I did. And that is why I'm so glad they aired it and did not edit out any of it. And, I, and another reason why you should love Carrie is Carrie is the reason why that video remains unedited. He was like, people are going to expect this from Chris. This is Canada. He does this stuff. I, I love the fact that they put a disclaimer on my video that it did not express the views of the larger This Week in Pinball community or the committee, right? Which is fine. It's fine. It's I always want to, you know, you always want to be the album with the parental advisory lyrics, right? That that's those are the cool albums. So I'm glad they aired it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think I've heard nothing but unanimously positive feedback on the video. So I, I put a lot of work into it, and I think I think you enjoyed it, and I'm really happy you did. And you know, when when I was thinking about it, and I think we all did miss the live show a little bit, maybe a lot of it for some people. I, I do think doing it that way is also really interesting because you get to look into people's homes, their houses, you get more of people's ability to think about what they want to say when they win versus going up to a microphone. And it was nice to sort of have all that edited together tightly and it kept the show moving. I, 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 if that was a live show, it would have been like three hours long. It, it just came in a little under two hours, but it didn't feel as long as if you're live and everyone has to get up there and, and, and it's just not the same. I, I thought they did a really amazing job keeping the pace of the show. And let's face it, Jean-Claude Van Damme dancing just never grows old. It, it just gets better with time. And I, for those of you, I, I think that is right in the wheelhouse of the target demographic, some of the jokes I was I was pulling from uh, with, with that video. So I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And who knows, who knows? If we win in a fourth year, uh, maybe I should start thinking about, it's way too early, right? We're gonna talk about where do all of us pinball podcasters go because it's just gonna be a dry spell over the next few months. There's not gonna be a lot of news. But let's first and foremost say congratulations to all the winners, congratulations to all the nominees, Congratulations to everyone who voted. Congratulations to all the people who watched live last night and, and, and got in on the fun. And it was fun, okay? Now look, I will say this. I, I, I haven't had a drink in a month. I drank way too much last night and I had a stupid drunken rant where I was going off about F this and F that, right? I think I here here's my thing. Here's my thing. When you're when you're drinking and you haven't had dinner and you haven't drunk in a month, you get drunk fast. And when you're drinking vodka, you get drunk fast. And you should not drink Louis Trey after you've killed your taste buds with Tito's vodka, okay? Now look, I don't make more money than Stern employees combined. I, I doubt that's true. So that's another fake news from Canada. I do think Keith Elwin is the greatest designer, but I do think this. I do think Keith should have came out and said thank you. I do. 
And that's what I was ranting about. He should have said thank you. He should have uh, he should have came out in front of the camera because people vote for you. People vote for you. I was going to go to Texas. I didn't really want to travel, but I was going to go to Texas. And I tell this to Brenda. It, it, it's like I feel like there is an obligation to your fans, and they want to see from you. They want to hear from you. Now, now the thing is, I do this show, so I know that even though my video wasn't really me saying thank you in that format, that I'm going to give you guys multiple, multiple audio thank yous and video thank yous. I just put up another Facebook Live video. So that's the thing, I just think people should say thank you. And and that's that, okay? Now, what else did I do? I think I made fun of, of Mike's house, is the ceiling so low that he can't fit a topper and yet Stern sells us these expensive toppers. I don't know any of these people personally. I don't have anything against them personally. And if you want to take the rants of a drunken man at, at face value, so be it. And I know we live in a culture now in which people point at you when you're in your worst behavior and they say, look at that. That's who he is. Nope, it's not. And everyone knows that. So look, let's talk about the show itself now. Let's go down a list. And we're going to get Bill Webb back on to talk about how we did with our predictions because there were some upsets but not too many, but there were interest. It was really interesting to see where things fell with the votes. And then I'm also proud to tell you right now, I just solidified tonight joining the show. I'll wait. I'll wait to tell you when we get to that category. All right. How's that sound? All right. Let's go down the list of how the Twippy awards were handed out. Now, in the past, we have not received percentages for every category. And the argument against that was always that it would be discouraging for people who did not get a lot of votes to see where they fell. And that Jeff was worried that people might get discouraged. And, and I've, I've said to him, like, well, people should know, though, like data is data. Facts are facts. And, and I've said it. If you do a pinball podcast or, or do anything around pinball, you have to do it because you enjoy it. Like, I love doing this show. I enjoy doing this show. If you do it for the ratings or you do it for an award, you will be disappointed you will most likely be disappointed. You have to just do it because you enjoy it. The awards for me are, are just byproducts that luckily for me, the thing I get to do that I love doing is actually appreciated by the most people who listen to pinball podcasts. And, and the numbers indicate that. And so I thank you guys. So let's go down. Best music and sound effects. Black Knight Sword of Rage was the winner in this category with 33% of the votes. The next runner-up was Jurassic Park with 21.3%, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory 17%, Elvira House of Horrors with 10%, The Munsters with 8.4%, Star Wars with 6.1%, Oktoberfest with 2.4%, and Cosmic Carnival in the rear with 1.6%. So, you know, it's interesting because for me this one... I think when you see stuff, and you're, you're going to hear this, you're going to hear this from people, is that Jersey Jack games don't have as many buyers and don't have as many fans as Stern games because of the volume. So are these results legitimately capturing the quality of these games? And I hear, I'm here to say I think they do because I think you see, and you see Willy Wonka winning categories which means that it there people want to vote for what they legitimately feels deserves it. I, I totally believe that. And so for those of you who think there's a better way to do it, I really don't think there is. I don't think you should have a committee of just eight people who get to decide the fate of everything because then you have to leave out a lot of the other areas of the hobby people love. So congratulations to the team over at Black Knight, to, to Steve Ritchie and Stern Pinball for that win. Favorite homebrew pinball machine, Jack Danger and Dead Flip won with 31.6% of the vote. 
Spaceballs was runner-up with 25.8, followed by Castlevania with 17.8%, Metroid 16.2%, and Undertale with 8.6%. All right, congratulations, Jack Danger. Oh, my God. Now Jack's got... Oh, he won two last night, so he's got four Twippies. I'll never catch him. And I think this one, too. Jack has a huge following. So he has an advantage because he has a huge built-in audience that will vote for him by recognition alone. But I really do think Spaceballs Man in Castlevania like, and Metroid, like really super cool homebrew machines. And I think everyone would agree that homebrew machines are awesome, that we love seeing people make homebrew machines. And congratulations to Jack Danger on that win. Best toys and gimmicks in a game. Now, this is one... That's interesting when you think about the best toys and gimmicks in a game because this is this is where we start to get to that world under glass. Like who has mechanically put the most into a game? And the winner with 39.8% was Jurassic Park. The runner up was Willy Wonka with 23% and Black Knight was third with 11.2%. Followed by Elvira with nine and a half, Oktoberfest 7.1, Munsters 5.3, 2.7 for Star Wars, and Cosmic Carnival with 1.3%. Who voted for Cosmic Carnival? In the, like, how do you, like, they? it's like the Suncoast team must have made up that 1.3%. Anyway, the thing with toys is interesting because I would argue that the best toys and gimmicks, I think the T-Rex just stole the show. And if you were to ask, like, what was the single greatest toy in pinball, it was the T-Rex mechanism, without a doubt. I would argue that Willy Wonka, the collectiveness of the toys and gimmicks is probably better than Jurassic Park, but it doesn't have that one wow feature. And I think Wonka had a chance with it. I really do. I think if Wonka had used the Wonka Vader, not the or even the Wonka Vision. I think to me the Wonka Vision is the one that just ne they just didn't really implement it the best way. And I think that's why the T-Rex with with a uh, you know grabbing the ball, throwing the ball, biting the ball, the ball goes up into the T-Rex mouth. I think that T-Rex deserves the win. So congratulations to Stern, to Keith Elwin and the team who put that game together. All right, Mike as well. The favorite pinball location, Logan Arcade and the Pinball Palace, they battled it out. Now I know the Pinball Palace was, was lobbying strong for votes, and they came in in second place with 24% of the vote. Logan Arcade won with 27%, followed, then there's a drop-off. A lot of these got like between 9 and 4%, and I'm not going to read them all, but very, very tight race at the top there for the favorite pinball location, favorite pinball publication, writer, or article. Pinball Magazine, Coin Up Carnival, 11 point, uh, so Pinball Magazine won with 29.2%. Jonathan Justin, congratulations, man. A lot goes into making that magazine. Uh, Coin Up Carnival got 20%. Skillshot, Pinball Zine, 15.9%. Just beat out Dennis Creasel, who got 15.7%. See, this is where it gets interesting to me because for a lot of people out there, being in the top three means a lot, and it should mean a lot. It is incredible to make it into the top three of any of these categories for all of these votes, right? And so Dennis Creasel missed it by 0.2% people. This is why every vote counts. It gets down to the wire to get into the top category. And then we had, and all these, so 15.9% got skill shot into the top three. Dennis missed it by 0.2%. And then after that, Pin Game Journal got 15%. So they only missed it by less than a percentage. And then, you know, that's so close. So if you are thinking next year, 
should I vote or not? And you have something that means a lot to you. Yes, you should. All right, best theme. Best theme. I think everyone really felt this was going to take it, and it did. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Congratulations. It is the best theme. It is the best theme. The second best theme was Jurassic Park. Willy Wonka got 32.4%. Jurassic Park got 23.7%. Elvira got 14.3%. Black Knight, as a better theme than Munsters, got 9.3%. Black Knight, as a better than Oktoberfest. Here's what's crazy. How, how is this possible? Oktoberfest beat Star Wars for best theme. Think about that for a minute. This wasn't best theme integration. It wasn't best new pin. It was just best theme. Oktoberfest is a better theme than Star Wars, according to this list. Unbelievable. And then Cosmic Carnival at 2% got some more support. I, I don't I don't want to make fun. I don't want to make fun, but it's just it's we've already had our, our digs. We already had enough uh of Canada's you know negative side for, for, for one week. All right, favorite pinball competitive player. Keith Elwin wins it with 25.5%. Congratulations, Keith. Bowen Karen's second place with 16.5%. Jack Danger with 13.3%. Steve Bowden, 10.5%. And this is close. You got Holly got 9%. Johannes got 7.4%. Robert Gagno got 5.5%. Eric Stone, you know, and then it goes on. But, you know, you have, you have the, like, sort of, like, your top guys. And these are your top guys. And it wasn't a surprise that they were up there. But congratulations to Keith. Favorite pinball convention. TPF above everyone else with 24.7% of the votes. Replay FX with 17. 17%. And then Chicago Pinball Expo with 16%. And then it goes on from there. Midwest Gaming Classic, 9%. I'm not going to read all these for everyone, guys. It's too much. But but here's what's interesting. With these write-in categories, if you'll notice, because when we get to podcasts, you'll see how much Canada won by. When you get to the ones where there's like 10 people, there's 10 in the drop-down menu, it thins out how much you win by. Because there's the votes can go in a lot of different directions, which again... Which, again, I think makes it get very competitive for those third and fourth and fifth spots and second spots. All right, so best theme integration. Now, here's the thing. If you win best theme, you want that to win best theme integration. Like, Wonka's the best theme. Was it integrated the best? It got second place. Wonka got second place with 21.9%. Uh, but the best theme integration went to Jurassic Park with 33.9%. Third place was Elvira. House of Horrors. And then we had Munsters, Oktoberfest, Black Knight, Star Wars, and Cosmic Carnival at the bottom. I mean, Cosmic Carnival just took a shellacking. They they told I told Jeff, like, if you don't want to discourage people with percentages for podcasts, but you're just gonna let the Suncoast people get annihilated in every single category, but it is what it is. I I this is interesting. To me, this is important to see how popular things are. Now, this part is no surprise. The favorite pinball website, and this 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 site ran away with it. And I knew this would happen, and it was easy to predict this because Pinside is above and beyond the most popular, the most engaged site, the most utilized site. It, it's, it's the hangout. It's where most people hang out. It got 41.4%. Second place was this week in pinball was 16.5%. So if you look at numbers like that, you're like, there's no way in hell it will ever lose. There's nothing, and that's in a category with a lot of write-ins. It goes 
This week in pinball, third is match play events with 8.2%, then IPDB, 7.2%, and then it's like everything else is around 4%, 3%. Best and, well, first of all, congratulations, Robin. We we need to congratulate Robin. I mean, we have our feelings about Pinside, but I've said it before. Without Pinside, there's no place to hang out with everybody on a daily basis. That's awesome. And as much as sometimes we wish they would moderate it better, it's still the greatest pinball website. It's still, without without Pinside, most people wouldn't get back into this hobby. There's something about that site that it galvanizes and, and creates a, a, a community. It's a community, and you know that. And you know that... You, you know that when you're on there and your avatar and your little name and your image, it means something. It signifies who you are in that online community the same way when you go into your office at work, they know who you are by your name and your face. And that's the same thing that happens on Pinside. And the way Robin has the threads, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliantly done. It's perfectly set up for our ADD culture in which we're constantly bumping the hot topics to the top. I mean, it, it just works so well. So well done. Well done, Robin. Well deserved to the Pinside staff and all the moderators who do a good enough job keeping that site going, all right? And congratulations to all you pinheads on Pinside because without your irreverence and humor and ignorance and intelligence, that site wouldn't be interesting. So you all should take a bow for being the most ridiculous motley crew ever assembled of grown men and some women. Because it is fun to go on there and read it when you're going to the bathroom. That's what it's made for. That's when you should read it, okay? Let's keep going here. Best animations and display. This one was super close. I think this one was one of the closest categories of the night. And I did not think it would win. But Willy Wonka, I had it as second place. Willy Wonka won with 23.6% of the vote. Second place with 23.3% was Jurassic Park. Black Knight Sword of Rage was number three with 19.9%, followed by Elvira, Medieval Madness, Munsters, Star Wars, Oktoberfest, and Cosmic Carnival at the bottom. Okay, well, congratulations to, uh, to, to uh, I, I wish I knew that, I, his name is escaping me right now, but he's, he's an incredible animator. I think it's Jean, is it Jean Paul? And he's he he has done such amazing work on Jersey Jack games, and he is he makes that screen come to life. I think everyone agrees with that, and it's well deserved victory for him. All right, if I got his name wrong, I'm sorry. I will I will correct it on my next show, but I'm in the middle. I don't want to pause right now. Rookie of the year, rookie of the year, Tim Sexton with 20.8 percent, and I think he deserves it. He actually put work into a game and had something to do that made an impact in the pinball industry. Followed by Jack Danger with 15.7%, and Zach and Nicole Many as distributors with 12.4%. Johnny Crap, Randy Martinez, Loser Kid, Christopher Franchi, Lauren Gray, Brad Albright, Poor Mans, and Joel de Guzman. All right. Favorite pinball tournament or competition? This is another one that's just like a runaway victory for Pinberg with 47.8%. Almost everyone else, just huge drop off. IFPA was next, Texas Wizards tournament. Those were the top three. But tournament, man, Pinberg has just got it on lockdown. Easily, easily the best. Now, this one was interesting. Best callouts. Now, what I love about these categories is when you get to certain elements of a game, when we dive a little deeper. See, these are the categories I love because it does get us to deconstruct these games a little bit. And it gets us to highlight elements that are really important in making a pinball experience amazing. And so callouts are one of the most important parts 
of bringing you into that world. And so Elvira House of Horrors, with Cassandra herself doing these call-outs, won with 30.1%. And I think that's great because she does a lot of custom call-outs for the game. That's what we want in pinball. And I'm glad to see the community agrees. Number two is another game with a lot of great custom call-outs from Steve Ritchie, and that's Black Knight, 27.6%, followed by Stern, Jurassic Park, 13.9%. And not on this list. And this is, as I said, the reason why I think this show, and I think I said this on my Facebook show, the, the This Week in Pinball Twippy Awards are really important for market research for pinball companies. If I'm a pinball manufacturer and I'm a pinball company, I want to know what the people are gravitating towards. I want to know what they like, what they're voting for. And I want to know how, if I'm a manufacturer, how is my game doing? Where did my game win? Where did it shine? And where did it fall down? Because this is the kind of market research that can only help pinball manufacturers get better. And I'm glad Jeff is sharing all this because without knowing those numbers, they wouldn't know where they fall. Now, not near the top three for best, it's number four, but it didn't make it in the top three, was Willy Wonka with 13.4%. And I think it shows like, now one element of Wonka that could use work or, or a Jersey Jack game are the callouts. I think they nailed the callouts in Pirates of the Caribbean, but the callouts really needed work and dialed in. They really needed work in Willy Wonka. Now, here's the takeaway for me. Notice a pattern here. The callouts within Pat Lawler games have been weak and they need to work on that. And that's one of the elements where Pat's amazing at design, but there's something about callouts that he's struggling with right now. And I think he needs help making the callouts in the machines better. And 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 that's not to take away from the game. This is like one of the weaker areas of Willy Wonka that it's not me saying it, it's also the people. So favorite pinball YouTube channel, another. This one, again, the top, this one was like, I think one of the most competitive because the top three were so close. And I think people were surprised, but winning it was Papa Pinball with 26.9%. So congrats to the team over at Papa. 23.2% was straight down the middle, a pinball show. That's Zach and Greg's show. And 22.6% TNT Amusements. Okay. Now here's what's interesting about this category and why every vote matters is those three, those three top finalists, they were separated by less than 5% of votes. So 7.3% went to flipping out pinball. Now, if those votes had gone to TNT or straight down the middle, those, they would have won. Kerry Hardy, 6.4%, which means if his listeners had voted for someone else, he could have, he, his voters could have pushed Zach to the front or Todd Tucky to the front, right? I told Carrie, I'm like, you're the Ralph Nader of pinball YouTube channels because you cost like other people the victory. But no, these were the votes. These were the votes. It's not who you think is the best. It's it's an aggregation of everyone's votes. So there's no uh, there's no right or wrong answer here. This is how the people voted. You know, and Emoto, poor Emoto had 3.4%. And this, like, I could see how Chaz's arcade and gameplay restorations at 1.2%, but Chaz's stuff is is mainly arcade. So I don't think he looks at this like, oh, you know what? All right, favorite pinball mod. This one I was surprised by. This one I was surprised by because if you look at this mod, there are a lot of cool mods out there and I'm not gonna crap on winners, but I'll just say this. The Amber Shooter Rod mod is really cool in Jurassic Park until, uh, this is my one thing. You realize that it's, it's, it's lit by two lights that are underneath it shining up. Like, 
I maybe that's how they had to do it, but I'm sure they could have figured it out. If the mod community had made it, they would have made it a little bit cleaner than that. But anyway, congratulations to George Gomez and the team that worked on that mod. It's very cool. You deserve it. You guys are the best. You guys ran away with the show. Come on. I got to take some some cheap shots when I can. Um, the, the Amber Jur- Jurassic Park shooter rod had 20.1%, followed by the chess mod for Jersey Jack Pinball, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at 129 and then Willy Wonka... Wonka Factory had 12% by the mod couple, followed by the Raptor Pin Stadium. Okay, then it goes, the list goes on. All right, so congratulations, Jurassic Park Ride. Best light show. Okay, here we go. All right, so here we go again with that ever important data like I was talking about because this shows you like what you're really doing right and where you need to improve with with your games. And so Willy Wonka wins best light show with 40.3% of the votes. Wow. Like, that means if I'm Jack, all right, we're nailing it on theme. We're nailing it on light show. Where else are we really nailing it? All right, we're really weak in callouts. So whoever's doing the callouts over in the Jersey Jack coding department, you know, let's, let's, we got to up our callout game. It's, it's where we're weak. Um, followed by Black Knight with 15, I mean, it ran away with it. 15.4% for Black Knight and then 11.6% for Jurassic Park. Followed by Elvira, Medieval Madness, Munsters, Star Wars, Cosmic Carnival beat Oktoberfest in this one. Okay, I think that deserves a separate award in which Cosmic Carnival bested Oktoberfest for best light show. Amazing. God, there's so many categories. Favorite pinball streamer. Uh, Dead Flip, again, ran away with it. Jack Danger, my God, my man. You you just crushed it with 46.7% of the votes. Second was Flipping Out Pinball with 12.2% and 9.8% was Papa TV Pinball. So congrats to you three. Buffalo Pinball came in fourth, close a close fourth with 8.9%. So congratulations, Jack. Congratulations, Ken uh, and the team over at Flippin' Out. And as I've said, they're just totally different types of shows, totally different types of audiences. I don't think any of this is an indication of, of, of who's better than who. It's just completely different types of content. Favorite Pinball League was very close. Now, these are the ones where like, you know, people really had a lobby for votes. It's like you either activate your community or you don't. You activate your league to vote. You've got a lobby here. You've got to lobby because a lot of people have no opinions about these categories. When you get to the local stuff like favorite pinball league, a lot of people might have left these categories blank. We're not seeing total number of votes, but I want to say it was so awesome to see bells and chimes out of San Antonio, Texas, take this one and finally having some female representation other than a moto into the award show, which was great. Which was great, and other than Keith's, I don't know if Keith's wife or girlfriend was on the videos, but you know there wasn't, there weren't many females represented last night. So bells and chimes, uh, congratulations to your victory here, followed by New England Pinball League with twelve point seven percent and Tilt Town or Title Town, sorry, Title Town Pinball in Wisconsin with eleven point six percent. And all, I mean, look, all these leagues are great, and then it goes from there. But this is very competitive. There were so many with like six. There was, there was like one, two, three, four, five, five of them had 6.9%, 5%, 2%, very close. So best rules. Wow. Best rules. This is another one. And I've been, this is what I've been saying, people. Market research coming from this. What can you extract from this? Best rules. How important is code in pinball? It is probably the most important thing that makes a game stay in your house. It's probably the most important thing that pulls you into the world of that theme, right? Other than the mechanical stuff, which we don't get on anything anymore. The best rules in pinball. 
unanimously, and this is where I think people spoke and what I've been saying about these games, Jurassic Park destroyed, destroys Willy Wonka with 56.9% of the vote, not even close, not even close. Willy Wonka was second with 16.1%. This is what I've been saying. Wonka has the best theme but not integrated. And the rules of the game are just not, whoa. Black Knight was third with 7.1%, followed by an incomplete Elvira, Oktoberfest, Monsters, Star Wars. And then again, 1.2%. Cosmic Carnival again gets to the bottom of the heap. So congratulations to Keith Elwin and Stern for that. I mean, Keith's like, you know, again, he designs the rule set and the game at the same time, which is why I think you see the love affair for his machines. Favorite pinball topper, Black Knight Sword of Rage just beat out Medieval Madness with 29.2% versus Medieval Madness is 25.3%. In third place, surprisingly, the Star Wars R2-D2 topper, the $750 three years in the making monstrosity, and then Alice Cooper, Monsters. I'm surprised Monsters was that low. Jurassic Park, Topper, Beatles, and okay, was and then 3D hologram, then Beatles. All right, favorite pinball podcast introduced by Macho Pinball. Now look, I know I might have I might have dropped some expletives about Macho on my drunken rant, and I'll say this, Macho, you're entertaining. There's no bad blood. I I, I know you're troll hunting. I'm a little nervous. It's going to be like was it the Intercontinental title? What's the? I feel like it's like the Hardcore Championship. I love that WCW days where you had to defend yourself at all times. Like you could lose the belt anywhere at any time. But Macho, thank you for the introduction of this podcast category. I were were people able to see on his screens in the background who he was? Is Macho Man Bowen Karens? Who is he? Who is he? We should offer a cash reward to out him. Because I feel like once he's outed, I don't know if you can keep doing it. But it's more fun not knowing who he is. So Canada's Pinball Podcast, we won with 27.9% of the votes, followed by This Week in Pinball, 18.8%. Congratulations to Zach, because that was his show. And uh, special when lit. I was so happy to see... Bill and Ken's show, Special One Lit, make it into the top three. And I, 11.8%, and I, I know that they're honored to be in the top three, and, and they should be. And we all missed the show. I know the show's not coming back. I Believe me, I asked Bill today, come on, the fans want it back. Like, let's bring it back. I think there's some shakeup happening in the pinball content world that we're going to hear about over the next few weeks. I don't know what it is. I really hope we get Jason Fowler back. I hope we get Slap Save or some form of it back. I, I hope, I hope, I hope more of the shows that sort of changed direction or went away come back that people loved. I do. Uh, the after special one late, Bro, do you even talk? Pinball was fourth, followed by Head to Head. Now Head to Head was pretty much second place last year, and and if you're Marty, you know he's 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 gone in a different direction. And, and I think everyone agrees. Like the sh- when Ryan left the show, it was just it was just never quite the same. But there they were with 7.4%, loser kid, 5.1%, backbox, slam tilt, pinball profile, poor man's. And at the bottom, Christopher Franchi's a super awesome pinball show podcast. But again, that's a brand new show. It's a brand new show. Uh, the poor man show has been excellent. Excellent show. Slam tilt, excellent show. I mean, these guys are they're all so different. Half of them don't even ask for votes, half of them don't want votes, half of them don't lobby for votes. Uh, you know Canada's Pinball Podcast. We selfishly go on this campaign every year like it's a presidential election. All right, best artwork. We're going to close this out. Best artwork. Christopher Franchi's ship came in with the Munsters. Well-deserved Christopher Franchi at 24.9%. Willy Wonka number two, which is great. Again, you made a beautiful game with a beautiful light show, with a beautiful theme, with beautiful displays. Wonka won a lot in, in terms of where it fell in categories. And even if it didn't finish first, 
it finished a close to first as in most categories. And so I, I really do think if people were to, uh, let me, I'll summarize the, when I finish the next two, but I'll, I'll summarize where I think Wonka falls within the year. But uh, third place for best artwork was Elvira, followed by Star Wars Comic Edition, Black Knight. And these were close. These were like 17%, 14 12 So it got really close. It got really close. Best playfield gameplay and layout, unanimously, Jurassic Park. Now, this is one where I would say 53.6% of the vote went to Jurassic Park, 18% to Willy Wonka, 9.1% to Elvira. So you're telling me that Jurassic Park gameplay and layout is, is, is almost 40 points greater than Wonka, than the Pat Lawler. I think Pat Lawler designed an amazing game, but this is the votes. So I wouldn't walk away. I just think there's a popularity of Keith Elwin versus Pat Lawler. Keith Elwin is the new Pat Lawler for a lot of people. He's the new blood. He's the new kid in town. And and I think people might look at Pat a little bit like he's been around forever. Like he's made the most, the best-selling pinball machine of all time. And they want to see Keith win these things. And again, this is why I just wanted Keith to come in front of the camera and say, thank you, that's it. I was drunk. I didn't mean to be a jerk, Keith. Sorry if you're mad at me. Game of the year. Game of the year. Jurassic Park, again, crushes the competition with 48.7%. Willy Wonka, number two, with 20.8%. Elvira, number three, followed by Black Knight, Munsters, Oktoberfest, Star Wars. Okay, so here's what I want to say about 2019 overall. Overall, there weren't that many great games. There really weren't. If you look at the way that these votes tallied up, they're really it was really Jurassic Park and Willy Wonka were, were predominantly the only real games that were in contention for most categories that matter. So why is it? And it, I, I walked away from, even when I was voting, I don't know how you felt, but I, I, I just felt like 2019 was a little bit of an off year for pinball in terms of giving you a lot of what you wanted. I don't think there were a ton of stellar themes. I don't think there were a ton of stellar games. And if I'm looking at this market research that is free for everyone now, and I'm deep root, I'm like, we can win in this marketplace. If this is if this is what we're up against, we have a chance. If I'm if I'm CGC, I'm feeling the same way. Like, where's Chicago Gaming Company? They're nowhere in here. Spooky Pinball, nowhere in here, right? Rick and Morty is gonna be next year's award show. Where will it fall? I could see Rick and Morty winning a lot of these categories. Light show, best theme, best theme integration, right? I think Spooky's gonna have a really good year, but who knows? I mean, and their game is out, kind of, right? There's about 70 out there. Who knows when manufacturing begins again? But this is this is why I love this show. I, I love aggregating it all. I love recognizing all the talent because what this show does is it does tell you what's working and what's not. And we shouldn't, and this is my thing with this show, and this is the thing about Canada. We shouldn't shy away from what's not working. We shouldn't hide data that might make some people feel discouraged or embarrassed or feel like they didn't do a good job in, in, in a part of a game because they learn from that. Everyone learns and you you improve in life when you know where you stand within these categories if you're these pinball manufacturers. And if I'm American pinball, and this is why, you 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 people give me crap because I crap on American pinball and, and I have like an agenda. No, they they are failing at pinball. They are failing at pinball. They put a lot of money into Oktoberfest and look at where it landed. It it failed. And so uh, 
I don't understand how you walk away from these kinds of awards in which the people who buy your products are telling you what they like and you're so far at the bottom. And the same is like with Suncoast. It's like I get you wanted to make a pinball machine, but you just didn't give the people what they wanted. And the people, you, the listener of the show, the people will vote with their wallets what they want in this industry because these things are not cheap. And they'll also vote with their ears and their brains and their eyes and their minds. And that's why I think Canada does well because I, I think we give you a commentary that is a little different. And, and, and we'll say that. I mean, this is a night where there are going to be some people that are going to walk away feeling dejected. And good. Because when you get dejected and you get ignored and you get left out, you get mad. And if you're, if, if you're smart, you want to improve and you want to get better and you want to climb up this leaderboard in a way. Because people, I think people are lying when they say they don't want to be voted popular. I think that's a lie. Everyone wants to be popular on some level. And if you're making a product, whether it's content or a machine, you want to be recognized. That's that's just human nature. I didn't make that the way of the universe or the way the world works. So look, it was a great night. Uh, if you haven't seen the show, I just spoiled everything for you. So I apologize. But look, you should go watch the show. I, I should put a disclaimer. Watch the Twippies first. I'm going to put spoilers in the headline, like Twippy, thank you, spoilers. Okay, so you'll know. Uh, but anyway, everyone, thank you again so much. We're in for a rough, a rough few months. Everyone knows it. Stay safe. I walk through New York City tonight, and it's hard, it's hard not to tear up to see this city, this beautiful city, this city that is energetic with... With all these people, it's like nobody's out. Nobody's out. We do this amazing thing at 7 o'clock at night. Everyone starts clapping outside their windows as a thank you to the medical professionals out there. And it's, 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 it's gut-wrenching. It makes you happy knowing that we're all trapped in these boxes trying to get out. And we can't. And we, have, we had a special night. And it, was, it, was, it, was, it was great to recognize the finest in pinball. And it's just nice to be part of a community that can connect. And we found a way to connect, and, and and it was great. And it was fun being in the chat, and I think everyone had a good time. If people want to walk away and find new reasons to hate Canada, they will. I can't stop that. Don't hate Kerry Hardy. I think Jeff did a great job. Amoto did a great job. Everyone should feel proud of themselves. Everyone at these pinball companies should feel proud if you won, should feel proud if you came close to winning. But if, man, if you were at the bottom of those categories, got work to do. You got work to do. Don't be discouraged. Get better. Get better. And some of these games aren't even done. Elvira is not even close to being done. Lyman Sheets will make it a great game. But it's just Lyman games are always sort of those they are expensive. They take a long time to finish. But like a fine wine, when a Lyman Sheets game is done, I guarantee you it'll have better code than almost anything else. But you just have to wait. It's just his games are not engineered to win in these kind, uh, kinds of windows of popularity. He will never win a game in a window of popularity in which you get voted on the year your game is out because his games are always going to take 18 months or more to mature. It's just his style, but it's always worth it. And we know that. So he just, you know, people like Lyman, and I was going to say this, um, I didn't say this uh, in the category, sorry. Todd Tucky is coming on the show. We're talking Tuesday night because I think people like Todd Tucky are people like Lyman Sheets. What they need to add to the Twippies to improve it, they need Lifetime Achievement Awards for Best Coder to Lyman Sheets. 
Lifetime Achievement Award for content. Todd Tucky. We need those kinds of awards. George Gomez should be honored. You got to honor these people who are above the, the yearly recognition because they've just done so much for pinball. And I think people would love to see that kind of recognition every year. You create a few special awards that honor the best. And maybe it's in the decade, right? 2020 would have been a good time to be like the best of the decade goes to so-and-so. I think nobody would argue that Lyman Sheets has been the best coder in the last 10 years. Nobody would argue, right? And yet, I don't think he has any, any twippies. Does he? I don't know. Anyway, everyone, be safe, be healthy. We'll be back this week with more content. And then who knows what we're going to do in the weeks to come. I got a few more exposés on shows, or sorry, expose shows planned about companies. But then I'm telling you, man, there's going to be nothing. I told Jeff it's not going to be This Week in Pinball. This, the TWIP is going to stand for This Week in Popcorn. He's going to have to change what he talks about and just review different popcorns because people are just sitting home watching movies all day long. And there's no new games coming out for months. Think about that, people. Months. Can Canada keep you entertained? I don't know. We'll see. Have a great day, everyone. <music>